Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello. Welcome to the dueling club. I'm Jen. I'm Al. You're weird. True. So am I, though. True. I mean, we are related. True. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so. Don't do it. Don't do that. So that has changed. It's been a minute. <laughs> What's going on with you? I'm going to throw my phone away. I'm going to do it. <laughs> don't, don't do it. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna I'm sorry. I can't help it. I can't help it. I'm I'm getting happy that it's um getting cooler outside. It for was us. freezing yesterday. It wasn't freezing at night. Oh, at oh night, yes, it was. Night. It was cool. But I'm really glad because then that means all the mosquitoes will die. Death not, to mosquitoes <laughs> and not get me. Death. Well, so I am I am mildly allergic to mm -hmm. mosquito bites. Mm -hmm. So for me, instead of getting like little red bumps like everybody else gets, I get welts that hurt. Yes. And they take days and days to not hurt. Yes. And they last for weeks. Like I still on my foot where I got the six mosquito bites in one place, in one area. It was on impressive. My foot. Yeah, right? They're they're determined. Accuracy. Right. But it still hurt for like a week. And I think they might still be there if you look, but they don't hurt anymore. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that's happening. I'm also glad that sweater weather is happening for us because I like sweaters. True. They're nice and comfortable. They're like a fabric hug. I like hoodies. Hoodies are great too. You love hoodies. You wear hoodies all the time, bro. True. I like hoodies. I have my too. Harry Potter one. I'm going to get some more. Soon. I want to get Harry Potter sweaters. You can get it from the same place I got my hoodie. This is true. There you go. Or like cardigans. Harry Potter cardigans. Do you think I could wear those at work? Yeah. Okay. I don't think someone would go, don't you dare wear Harry Potter cardigans, you little idiot. I don't think someone's <laughs> going to say that. But who, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how the office has changed. It's been months. <laughs> it's been months. It's actually been exactly six months. Tomorrow, it'll be exactly six months true. since... We left the office. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Crazy yep. times. And we're still not... That's another thing. They changed when we're going back. Yes. They keep changing it on us. It was supposed to be October... What? Just say next year and go. Right? But I think... <laughs> I from what my manager said... From what my manager mm -hmm. said, they're trying to stick to November whatever. Fifth. Or second. Second. Or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, they have... All of October to figure out if it's a viable strategy. Yeah. I just think it's messed up that they're making the managers come in in October. I think that they're just like a little study group. Like yeah. a little focus yeah. group to 100%. see if it's going to... Yes. Yes. But anyway, that's that. Um, we went grocery shopping today. We did. Yeah. And we got all the stuff for you to... For us to meal prep. I'm going to do most of it in my house though because it's all stuff I'm going to put in the oven. Yes, I'm going to do most of mine tomorrow. Yeah, because we did a bunch of random driving around today. Yeah. It wasn't random. It was for stuff you wanted to do, but it was still occupied our time. Energy was yes. involved. Yes, and I got to the point where I no longer wanted to be around people. Yes. It happens. Which is why the last place we went to was me getting out of the car, being in there for literally two minutes and going, oh, there's nothing, and leaving. 
Yes. We were done. Yep. Both of us. Yep. Um, you know what I'm not done with? What? Making sure that people know that we're on Facebook, that we have a Facebook group, and that they can listen to our podcast on any podcast playing site, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, um, CastBox, or Podbean, which is where we're hosted. Yep. <laughs> yep. Seamless, right? And you know what would be really cool? You, if you, you like, follow, and subscribed. You actually catch me by surprise. <laughs> you actually didn't know. You really, you actually did. So did I move from second to first? No, you're still second. Michael Reeves is too amazing. I'm sorry. He 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 literally made a laser baby. I'm sorry. I can't make laser babies. I didn't, no, you can't. So you're second. I'm sorry. Whatever. <laughs> but it did work. It. <laughs> yeah. No. It. it it worked. Oh, so my mom got these from... I hate it. I hate it. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, you don't like it. it? I hate it. I hate it. I want it to die. So yeah. cold brew. You yeah. don't like cold brew? I love cold brew. I'm afraid to try this then if you didn't like it, but you like cold brew. I like cold brew, but it has to be treated like coffee. Okay. There has to be sugar. There has to be cream or all that stuff. Well, yeah, but you can do that with that. I didn't. I took a sip of it as it oh, was. Oh, no. Sometimes. Okay, so you don't really like coffee. You like all the extras of coffee. Correct. I like coffee. I yeah. can actually get coffee. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to put it out here right now. This controversial opinion. Coffee sucks. If you like the taste of coffee, there's something wrong with your mouth. If you like the taste of vegetables, you probably something wrong with your mouth as well there. <laughs> but I respect you as a living being, but you're wrong. That's it. You know, there's no, there's no issue. That's fine. You can be wrong. People can be wrong. If you like the taste of coffee, you're wrong. There's something wrong, inherently wrong with you. I love you so much. You're still my friend. You're still my. You're my sister. People who are listening, you're my friends. You're you're our listeners, and you're part of this wonderful and you're family. The people who like, follow, and subscribe. <laughs> you should see the face he has right now. He's literally like. I didn't even see that one coming, and that was good, but damn. Honk asleep. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Don't ever dead to me again, because I will die. I will faint. <laughs> don't anyway. Faint. Don't faint. Like the Lansky faint? Harry Potter and I'm the just, Goblet of Fire, Chapter saying. 9, Season 4, Episode 10, I think. Or something like that. What, what chapter is it? 9. Then it is Episode 10 there for we Season go. 4. We're going... Pull it up. Okay, so guys, recap. Um, Quidditch match was good. It was awesome. We found out what velas are. Leprechauns are real, apparently. Uh, Bulgaria caught the snitch. Ireland won. Twins are right because they are time travelers, obviously. I I think that there's something to that. But but we're going to leave that alone because I don't know. I want to have... I want to do special episodes about these characters. We can. We, we, we were going to, and then life decided to... Yeah, but I think we should do us. it. We'll see. We should do it. We'll see. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. So everybody's super happy. Well, except for Bulgaria. Yes. Well, but the Bulgarian minister is funny. He's got jokes. It was very funny. I don't know. My accent there was just like inspired. Before. It was. It was. Now great. it sucked. This time it sucked. But it before it was amazing. Great. It wasn't as good. 
Spare the moment. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Then it happened. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. Okay. I got hit by the 80s music. I don't know. Dude. You did. But this was set in the 90s. 1994 to be exact. Moving on. Moving on. Um. So now we're going to talk about chapter 9. The Dark Mark. I said that. I know. I was going back to it. You're taking my thunder. Go. Ah. Take your thunder back. <laughs> so the, the, the last chapter ended with the twins trying to get their money out of Bagman. Which is where this picks up. Uh, Mr. Weasley pleads for the twins not to tell their mother that, that they had gambled on the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred tells him not to worry, that they have big plans for the money. Mr. Weasley looks like he wants to sort of ask them what they're going to do with the money. But he'd rather not. But he'd rather not know. Very smart of Arthur. Plausible <laughs> deniability. Exactly. They make their way out of the stadium, uh, finally, through the crowd. Um, and the crowd is crazy. Yes. There, there's cheering, dancing. White and green rosettes, screaming names of, of players, like it's a thing. Yes, it is a thing. Fireworks, everything. Yes. <gasps> so they get to the tents. They they get to their tents, but they're all just so like hyped up on the match that they decide to discuss it um, over some hot cocoa, which is nice. Yes. Um, they go over the match itself. They go over Quidditch um, like rules, like in terms of like fouls and what's allowable, what's not allowable. Yes. Um, soon enough, uh, Ginny is the one who fell asleep first at the table and knocked over her hot cocoa, which sort of started Mr. Weasley. Like, all right, like, let's go, let's go, let's go sleep. Which makes sense because she's, what, 13 at this point? Yeah, she, she's had a long day. She's had a long day. It's a lot. You know, let's be real. Just Mm -hmm. because teenagers look like adults nowadays doesn't mean they are. True. So So. she's tired. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Weasley mutters that he's... Uh, glad to not have to be on duty to have to deal with the Irish tonight because... Or telling them to quiet down. Yeah, no, that... <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so Harry gets to his bed, his bunk bed. Uh, he's on the top, if I recall correctly. I believe so. Yes, and he is thinking about how he would love to try the Vronsky feint and that Oliver Wood had previously showed him how to do it, but that the uh, wriggling... Um, what is it? Diagram. Yeah. Never truly conveyed how exceptional the move was. I put exception. The exceptional the move was. Um, Harry was sort of in between sleep and wakefulness, and he was suddenly brought back to full consciousness by Mr. Weasley, shouting for him and Ron to get up. Well, he's actually dreaming. Well, like he says that. Yeah, yeah, that he sees himself in robes, yeah. and that little Batman I give is you doing the thing. Yeah. yeah. And then he's uh, suddenly shouted awake by Mr. Weasley, uh, him and Ron. Uh, the singing had turned into screaming, and the sound of people running surrounded them. Uh, he slipped on his bunk to get dressed, but Mr. Weasley told him that he shouldn't, that he should just get his jacket on and just get outside. Go. And get, get outside. Get outside. 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 Um, outside. Harry could see people fleeing from something that was moving in the direction of their particular campsite. Odd flashes of lights and noises like gunfire preceding them. Soon enough, a burst of green light illuminated the scene. A crowd of tightly packed wizards were slowly marching across the fields, unidentifiable due to wearing hoods and masks. They seemed to be controlling four figures in the air above them. 
mm-hmm. uh, contorting them into grotesque shapes and and making them do odd things. Um, luck, uh, unluckily enough, I guess, uh, there's enough light for Harry to identify one of them, and it happens to be Mr. Roberts, the and Muggle campsite um, director, I guess, if you want to know that one. The one who keeps figuring out that yeah. something's weird and they keep having to do memory jumps on him. Yeah. And Harry put two and two together and realized that the other three, because two of them were smaller, happened to be his wife and his two small children. Uh, the masked men took pleasure in trying to sort of like expose his wife by flipping her upside down. Mm-hmm. So her like, her like night dress, you know, fell. And they could see her underwear. Yeah. And actually spinning one of her his... large bloomers. Yes. And spinning one of his unconscious children like a top 50 feet above... The, uh, 60 and feet above the ground. was was flopping, yep. it said. And oh. I... I uh, mm-hmm. Every time I read that, every time I listen to it, every time I imagine it, it hurts me. I really want to know if they survived that. Because what's the green light? You know what it is. The green light could be not towards them. But right now, no one is engaging them. Right, but we find out later that not nobody... We're not going to do that. It happens later in this chapter. But it's... So I'm going to say it anyway, Mm because it happens in this chapter. Mm -hmm. We find out later that nobody died. That's that's what he said. Mm -hmm. We're going to get there. Yes. But that's what he said. But I don't think he knows the scope of everything that happened. Because he was fighting them. He can't... There's no way he can know concise information like that. But don't we see them later when they're leaving? In the next chapter, I think? I think we see him, but he seems dazed. I don't think we see the entire family. Okay. Anyway, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry about it. That'll be next week. Okay. And we'll, we'll confirm that one. As I keep looking. Yep. Um, Ron is appalled, uh, appalled, appalled by the behavior. And finally, the rest of the Weasleys and, uh, and Hermione join him and Harry outside. Uh, Mr. Weasley announces that they're going to join the ministry to help. Ordering the trio and the twins, who have Ginny, into the woods away from the oncoming, like, sort of riot or the the battle that's going to happen as well. You're right. It only talks about Mr. Roberts. Yep. So I hope his wife and kids are okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not going to... I got, like, a little emotional for a second. I I remembered that, but, like, I was like, I never knew what happened to his family. I'm going to say they're fine. Because that's what makes me feel better. Okay. They're fine. Uh, the six quickly disappear off into the woods, seeing the ministry confront the hooded figures behind them with great difficulty because they're scared to hurt, to, to hurt, harm, harm the Roberts family. Okay, you're having trouble I'm, speaking. There's one word every paragraph. You're having trouble speaking. Yes. Do you want me to speak for a little bit? No, more? I got this. It's because my tongue is messed up. Why and is so, your tongue messed up? Because I burned it. Remember I had the hot noodle thingy? Oh, yeah. yeah. So he likes really hot... We all like really hot I like hot to test food. hot food. Yes. Um, I can deal with more natural heat. He can deal with more artificial heat. It's just Not this thing. time, though. 
No. So he had spicy Korean noodles? Yes. It's not the spiciest one. I've had the spiciest one, like the fire ramen challenge from TikTok. I've had it. We've had it actually together, yeah. remember? It was hot, but it was. We didn't, didn't kill die, us. Yeah. so we're fine. But this time, this one was. <laughs> I like how that's the standard. We didn't die, so it's fine. This one wasn't hotter, but it was temperature wise because I fully, fully boiled it as opposed to like microwaving the water and putting noodles in or okay. whatever. So it was temperature hot and spicy hot, and it burned the heck out of the back left of my tongue. It's really hard to talk. Okay. Yes. Take your time. I do it. Form your words correctly. I do it, maybe. <laughs> our our people yes. deserve it. True. Okay. The sound of crying children, anxious shouts, and panicked voices ver- ver- I- <laughs> Why is it? I couldn't even get through one sentence. Stop. Reverberated around them. Harry himself was being pushed in all directions by people he couldn't recognize. <laughs> Nearby, Ron yelled in pain. Hermione, who was in front of Harry, abruptly stopped and lit her wand with Lumos to try and find Ron to make sure he was okay. The dunce actually tripped over a tree root. Well, actually, you know what? It's fair. Everyone's pushing them. He's not a dunce. It's fine. It's Ron. Um, Soon enough, literally a second later, a familiar drawling voice comes from behind them. I said making Ron what? Okay, anyway, I'm an idiot. Well, Um, okay, so... Uh, Draco Malfoy is standing alone, yeah. which is interesting because he went with his parents. Uh huh. And there's people in masks doing unspeakable things. Yes. So also, I randomly underlined everything else after. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. So Draco standing alone, leaning mm-hmm. against a tree, looks utterly relaxed considering what's happening everywhere around him. It's utter chaos, but he's like, cool. He's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, he says they should hurry along, that they wouldn't like to have her, meaning Hermione, spotted. Granger, they're after muggles. Do, do you want to be showing off your knickers midair? Because if you do, hang around. They're moving this way. And if you would give, and if you would give us yes. all a laugh. Sorry, I messed you up. Um, it's okay. Ron, of course, defends Hermione. Um, because he actually calls her a mudblood, and we know that well, that's a slur. Well, that's after, but right now, he's he basically said she's a muggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he said she, she's basically a muggle. Yeah. Granger, they're after muggles. And Ron's like, no, she's a witch. What's wrong you with you? know her? she's a witch. Cut mm-hmm. it out. To and which Malfoy like, responded, mud, she's a mudblood. It's good. the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Which, of course, we know is a slur in their world. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. No civilized person should be using that word. Which reminds me, I watched someone react to American History X, and oh my god, I forgot how many racial slurs were in that movie. Yeah. Oh my god. It's a beautiful movie, though. Yes. But it's tragic and very... Well, that's a whole other thing. We can do like movie reactions so, on yes. different things. But. So I think that there, there are things... That can be considered beautiful and you can love for the artistry in it Mm -hmm. and for the profoundness of the message that it is conveying Mm -hmm. and still be uncomfortable watching it. Yeah. It should make you uncomfortable. The whole point is to make you uncomfortable, actually. You you should be uncomfortable if you're seeing something that is unjust and cruel and terrible. You should. As a decent human being, you should feel uncomfortable. Yeah. that That's sort of what that movie is. Yeah. You know, it's very shocking, but the actors really embody what they're saying. Right. 
Um, the shot, the the filmmaking aspect of it also is beautiful. The close-ups, the black and white, the the actual dialogue itself, minus the stuff that makes me uncomfortable, is obviously uh, very compelling. The stories, the side stories, the backstories, all of it is really compelling. It's just this very real situation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's enough about that. We're doing Harry Potter. Yes. So back we- to Harry Potter. Um. So Malfoy asks where Mr. Weasley is, claiming that they scare easily and that surely he's trying to rescue the muggles. Harry counters asking him where his parents are off to, saying he's sure they're out there wearing masks. Which is what I said. <laughs> True. I mean... <laughs> we should read the next slide. Harry's though. not wrong. They leave the smiling dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't get to get another word. I was just like, it fits. It, <laughs> so, it does. <laughs> they leave the little weasel. <laughs> I guess. Um, but then that's like almost insulting to, to the Weasleys. To Weasels, I know. Weasels and the Weasleys, I don't know. <laughs> <coughs> they leave the little rat fink. Yeah. Better? Yeah. I'll take um, it. We'll fare it. Behind them. Soon. Soon. Um, as <laughs> they continue on into the woods, coming across another group of people. And it looks like it's a group of French witches. To which Hermione says. They're probably from Beaubaton. Yeah. And Harry realizes that he's lost his mind. Okay, so I think that this is an interesting little thing mm-hmm. because they're cute little French girls, and the te- they're teenage boys talking to them like, "Oh, well, no, no, I'm no, no, gonna no. be the next." No. Oh no, that's the no, other. that's the villas in a second. That's the villas. In this a right now is that they're looking for people they recognize. So they ask them like, "Who are you?" In French, I'm assuming, which Harry doesn't understand, and yes. they go, "Sorry, what?" And they go, "Oh, Hogwarts." And that's when Hermione confirms that. And then um, right now, um, You're right. They're, they're startled by a rustling uh, noise. And that's when Harry realizes yes. he's lost his mind. Yes. Okay. Then they're startled by a rustling noise nearby. And out comes Winky, stating that there are bad wizards about. Um, she crosses in front of them their path, basically, mm-hmm. and disappears off into the trees on the other side. And it seems like she's struggling against something. But yeah. they, they're not really sure, and they're like, oh, she's odd or whatever. And that's when Hermione's like, it's probably... Or Harry, I think he says it. No, I think it's Hermione that she's struggling against probably the the impulse to go back and wait, because she's probably ordered to do that, and, and Ron is like, well, that's her job, is to be well, ordered about to do things. Harry says it because he's like, you should have seen the way that, that Dobby would have to punish himself if he did something that his family probably. wouldn't approve of. Yeah. I love that a lot of the dialogue, because like... There's a lot going there's, on. There's, a, there's so much going on in this chapter that I kind of boiled it down to more of the action mm-hmm. and like the important dialogue. So Ron and Hermione actually argue over house elves and the way that they should be treated because Hermione's like, they're slaves. They should be treated better. This isn't okay. And Ron's like, well, they like it. And she's like, no, they don't like it. They, they don't know better. They don't know better. And you're part of the problem if you believe that they like it. Yep. So they follow the path deeper into the woods, finding a group of goblins cackling over a sack of gold and a trio of Vila um, surrounded by a gaggle of young wizards trying to impress them. Harry actually recognizes one who claims to be the next, uh, the youngest minister of magic. And it happens to be Stan Shunpike, the conductor of the night bus. Or his friend who has hunted and killed like 90 vampires. Yeah, and someone makes a hundred gallons, a sack of galleons a year, a hundred gallons, something like that. I don't know, yeah. something something ridiculous to try and win their approval, I suppose. A hundred sacks of galleons. 
Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Something stupid. Um, Harry suggests that they um, should stay put, but they, they end up going a little further along to get away from that because that's yeah. just kind of cringy. Dumb. Yeah. Yeah. And they should stay put. Um, and no sooner do the words leave his mouth that Ludo Bagman emerges from behind a tree right ahead of them. They explain the situation to him, and he curses that, and he curses, and then states that he needs to go help, disapparating on the spot. Um, they sort of, I don't know. Hermione, Hermione, Hermione's kind of just like, oh, why is he so? At his job. He's, he's terrible at his job. Why is he so uninformed? Why isn't he around? Why isn't he helping? And Ron's like, well, yeah, but he was a good beater. <laughs> like, and he is the head of the the department yeah. of sports, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't think of the actual department's yeah. name, but that's basically what he's the head of. Like, they made a job mm-hmm. a government official. Basically. Um, Hermione goes on to, uh, they, they talk more about how the situation is so awful for everyone involved. Like, the ministry officials, the Weasleys. And the muggles. It's okay. Don't pause. Our nephew's here. Anyway, um, Hermione hears a sound uh, behind her. So the other two try and find out who it is. And Harry calls out to it. You know, hello, uh, who's there? And then they hear a voice they don't recognize. Who, I, I'm not sure if it's really, I don't know. It's not described in the book for some reason. Yes, it is. They describe it later. Oh, later they do. True. Um, which uttered, instead of identifying who they are, like, I'm blah, 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 um, a spell, which is Mors Modre. One word, not two. Yeah. Sorry, no, I'm not saying because it's one of those things. Again, I've had it come up in trivia where they make it two words instead of one, and I'm always like, no, it's Mors Modre, and it should be one word. Yeah. Not two. And it's a vast green glittering light erupts from the darkness into the sky, which forms a colossal skull comprised of emerald stars with a serpent protruding from the mouth like a tongue above them. Which the movie did wonderfully. It was pretty good, actually. Yes. I'll give the movie that. So suddenly they're standing all there mm-hmm. and the wood, the woods around them it erupts with screams. And Harry for one second, understands what's happening, and he's like, everybody duck. No. Yes. No, that's in a second. Harry doesn't understand what the symbol means, and Hermione begins to inform him that it has something to do with Voldemort, Mm. um, but they hear popping all around them, and this is when Harry yells for them to duck and drags them down. Because there's wands pointed directly at them. They're surrounded by 20 full-grown wizards pointing their wands at them. Yes. Which has it's to essentially, be terrifying. It's essentially like, think mm-hmm. of uh, three 14-year-olds mm-hmm. standing in the woods, surrounded by 20 grown men pointing guns. guns. Yeah, it's terrifying. Pointing guns at them. Mm-hmm. Um, the wizards all roar in unison, stupefy. And Harry, you know, builds up the courage to look up and sees that jets of fiery red light fly over them. Out of the wizard's wands. And he says that he actually feels it. Yeah, like, like a his wind hair. current. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they cross one another and disappear off into the into the woods around them, bouncing off the trees and such. And obviously hitting things. Yes. Mr. Weasley shouts for them to stop because he's recognized who they are. And uh, Mr. Crouch, Bardy Crouch Sr., orders him out of the way and questions the teens on who conjured the dark mark that clearly one of them did it because they're at the scene of the crime. You've been caught at the scene of the crime. And it's like, yeah. what crime? 
Uh, they were just standing in the woods. Yeah. They deny it, and he doesn't believe them. Again, like I said, describing them, they can see in the crime. Another witch approaches him and is like, dude, look at look how old An they old, are. Oh, no, yeah. a witch. She's like, they're teenagers. How could they, they possibly? Yeah. And by the way, do you not know that one of them is Harry Potter? So Well, that's in a little bit. Yeah. But, but, but yeah. like, you, you know who it is. You've met him. I'm just saying. Anyway, Mr. Weasley asks where where they heard the incantation from because Hermione says, yes, their voice, I heard the incantation. Mr. Crouch is like, oh, you, sure seem, you, you seem to know so much about this spell, knowing that it needs an incantation. Like, every spell needs an incantation. You actual... Much, if you, it's verbal, yeah. No, every spell needs an incantation. Even nonverbal ones, you, like, you have to focus on the words in your head. That's a way to focus on it. I mean... That's that's how it is in the book. They yes. focus on the word, and doesn't it, it's difficult. Yes, but that's a sort of like the start. Yes. Um, so Mister Crouch is still skeptical, but the rest of them run off in that direction to see what they can find. Yeah. Um, to which uh, one of them is like, "Oh, they probably disappeared. We're too late." But Amos Degree says that he's found something. Amos Degree, Cedric Degree's dad. Yes. I'm just reminding um, people. Uh-huh. Uh, so he goes and finds Winky, the house elf, unconscious. Yeah. And and guess what? Mm-hmm. And you say it. What? Winky's holding a wand. Well, well, Mr. Crouch goes over to see what is in that area for yes. some reason. Even though um, they're like, no, there's nothing there. Come on back. Yeah. And he's like, let me look. And unfortunately, Mr. Degree found Winky with the wand, like you said, yes. which is against the law in the first place. So she's already yes. untrustworthy. Magical creatures that are not wizards and witches should not be mm-hmm. in possession of a wand. Yep. L- legally. Yep. I'm just saying. Another pop out of nowhere, and here comes Luda Bagman again, panting and calling out that the dark mark has been conjured. Um, he asked them who did it and if they were apprehended. Um, Why is Ludo Bagman always like 10 steps behind? True. He mentions that um, that Mr. Crouch never actually attended the match. Um, yeah, where were you? Your house off saved the seat for you the entire time. Yep. And what was Barty Crouch Sr.'s response? I was busy. Yep. Um, so it's explained that uh, the, everything that's happened basically is explained to Bagman. Mm-hmm. Um, and even having found Winky stunned with the wand, uh, where the spell was cast, uh, Winky is revived because she's unconscious right now, uh, for her side of the story, Mr. Degree, it's not underlined afterwards. Still underlined for me? Oh, it stops after this. Anyway. Um, and Mr. Degree interrogates her because Mm -hmm. he is the head of like the, that, that department that handles like, uh. Yeah. Magical creatures and their misuse of yes. magic, whatever the hell it is. Um, he and, calls her Elf repeatedly. Yeah. As, as if she doesn't have a name. Like, like her name's Winky, bro. Yeah. Call her um, by her name. Which, again, if you consider something or someone mm-hmm. subhuman, sub-wizard in this, in this respect, mm-hmm. you're not going to give the person the thing their respect it deserves by calling it, her, him, by his or her, their name. Mm-hmm. You don't care. Yep. 
why would you why would you do that it reminds me of when i started working at the job i had in reno Mm -hmm. um there were people like they hired everybody it was attempt to hire thing Mm. and somebody who was part of the group tangentially part of the group that i was in Mm -hmm. um she would never say my name Everybody always called me by my name. Everybody always included me in stuff. She would never call me by my name. And one day I said, hey, you know, I do have a name. And she said, why name the goldfish? Nice. Because I was a temp. She didn't want to take the time to learn my name. So it was kind of terrible. So anyway, going back to this, I just wanted to interject that Mm -hmm. that's kind of what it was like. Yeah. And Mr. Degree um, questions if and how she conjured the dark mark, which is basically saying like she's kind of guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, he jumps from if she did it to how she did it very quickly. Yes. Um, she denies that she had anything to do with it, but he accuses her, claiming that there's no suspect for her. She's found where the where it was cast. She has a wand on her. And Mr. Degree even goes that, oh, he can prove it, that it was her. By having Harry's wand, well, by having the wand recurgitate its last spell, which Harry recognizes as his. And he says as much in front of everyone. He's like, hey, that's my wand. And they're like, yeah? And yeah, Mr. Degree's like, yeah, it's your wand. So you admit to it. It's like. And that's when, that's when Mr. Weasley, when Arthur's like, it's Harry Potter. It's true. And he's like, oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so. Uh, Mr. Degree, Mr. Degree uses Priori Incantatum yes. on the wand, and out blossoms a, li- a miniature dark mark. Right. What? Well, sorry. Skull and tongue. It's called the dark mark later. They don't yes. know what it's called yet. Yes. But it's cool that we now see that there is a way to find out what the last yeah. spell that was cast was. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently... That's really cool because I didn't know that before. Mm-hmm. I was going to say a spoiler, but I decided against it. Okay. Okay. So, all evidence basically confirms that Winky cast it, but even Mr. Weasley denies it, saying that she'd have had to learn it somewhere. And we know that Crouch is very much an upstanding, sort of against the dark arts kind mm-hmm. of wizard. Um, if you accuse my elf, you accuse me, Diggory, shouted Mr. Crouch. Where else would she have learned to conjure it? And oh, he goes, anywhere, he anywhere. says... That's a copy and paste, by the way. No, I know, but it actually starts with, be careful, be careful with... Uh, oh, it's here. Perhaps Amos is suggesting that I routinely teach my servants to conjure the dark mark. Um, and it's like, you've already accused you you have now come very yeah. close to accusing the two people in this clearing who are least likely to conjure the mark harry potter and myself i suppose you are familiar with the boy's story amos and he's like yeah of course everyone mm-hmm. oh, oh my bad you know mm-hmm. and it's like i trust you remember the many proofs i have given over a long career that i despise and detest the dark arts and those who practice them he shouted at him Yes, and and Amos is like, Mr. Crouch, um, um, I never suggested you had anything to do with it. And that's when he says, if you accuse my elf, you accuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Weasley chimes in that Winky could have learned it anywhere and tries to defend Winky, 
asking her kindly where she found the wand. She points towards where she was captured, and she denies having seen anyone when asked. Uh, Mr. Crouch asks Mr. Di- uh, asks Mr. Diggory f- uh, to allow him It is him good to back. point out that you know how she was shaking before, mm-hmm. and she kind of stopped a little bit? She mm-hmm. started again. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I didn't see anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mr. Crouch asks Mr. Diggory to let him deal with it because, again, there's laws broken and stuff like that. So his department would sort of take over and deal with the punishment or what, but, what have you. Right. But apparently Barty Crouch Sr. has so much pull in the Ministry of Magic yeah. that Diggory's like, yeah, sure. Begrudgingly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Mr. Crouch's punishment for Winky is clothes, which is, which is freedom. Which we know Winky doesn't want. Yeah, she shrieks that she doesn't want clothes, but Mr. Crouch doesn't budge, to which Hermione angrily interjects that she is frightened of heights, and as those evil wizards were levitating people, that it made sense for her to have left into the woods, because she was instructed to stay at the tent. Mm -hmm. Um, Mr. Crouch ignores her, and Mr. Weasley says that he should take his lot back. Um, Hermione is enraged by the way that they treated Winky, and Mr. Weasley agrees, but now is not the time to discuss elf rights. Yeah, I, what bothers me so much mm-hmm. is that Barty Crouch Sr. says, I have no use for a house elf who disobeys me. I have no use for a servant who forgets what is due to her master and to her master's reputation. Yep. And it's like, sh- you wanted, you would have rather her died? I guess so. Like, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. She's a living creature, and you would have rather her stayed there for the sake of your reputation? Mm-hmm. Not even, like, your life. Like, so she I could get. potentially die for your reputation. Like, Yeah. Like, that's cool for him. No, not okay. Well, and during this, Ron is very bullheaded, sort of defending, not necessarily um, the actions, but more that, like... That's just how it is, yeah. kind of thing. Well, she says how, fr- you know, the way that they were treating her, Mr. Diggory calling her elf all the time, and Mr. Crouch, he knows she didn't do it, and he's still going to sack her. He didn't care how frightened she'd been or how upset she was. It was like she wasn't even human. And Ron, of course, says, well, she's not. Mm-hmm. Like, thanks, Captain Obvious. We know she's not. But as Hermione puts it, that doesn't mean she doesn't have feelings. Yes. So, uh, Mr. Weasley wants to get them all back to the tent as quickly as possible. On their way back, they're stopped by a mob of people asking Mr. Weasley, who is known personnel of the Ministry of Magic, uh, what the situation is, what what information can he give. And he says, um, they ask, like, oh, is it him? Is it him? And he says, of course it's not him. We don't know who it was. It looks like they disappeared. Now, excuse me, please. I want to get to bed. Yeah. So, Charlie is seen poking his head out of the tent, um, telling Mr. Weasley that Fred, George, and Ginny got back just fine, and if he had news of where everyone else was, and Mr. Weasley is like, yeah, I have him with me. Yeah. Uh, They get inside, and Bill's already there, and so is Percy, who happens to be sporting a bloody nose, with the twins and Ginny, who look unharmed, though shaken. Mm-hmm. Mr. I wonder Weasley. How Percy got his bloody nose. Yeah. Hmm. Mr. Weasley explains what happened with Winky and that the person responsible wasn't captured. And with the help of the trio, they recount the complete events of the night. Um, Percy defends Mr. Crouch, Mr. Crouch's decision 
to sack Vinky, and Hermione disagrees with him vehemently, uh, vehemently, uh, snapping at him, which is surprising because they are very much so alike in terms of how much they value school and all that stuff, and they always seem to get along to some extent. Yeah. Uh, Ron is still very confused about how important that what was conjured in the air was, and Mr. Weasley informs him that it's the mark that the Death Eaters, who we find out are Voldemort's followers, used to claim that they've killed someone. Mm-hmm. And so that mark inspires fear in everyone who's lived through that. Yes. And um, that makes a silence run through the entire tent yeah. for a moment. To which Ron explains that they came across Draco and how clearly his family is involved with the hooded figures, but there's no evidence to correlate the hooded figures to the exonerated Death Eaters, so there's nothing to they can really use against them. Um, the Death Eaters themselves seem to have disapparated when the mark appeared, so the situations seem to be separate. Yeah, so it's it's good to point out that, again... Harry didn't grow up in this world, so he keeps saying Voldemort's name, and it, everybody who grew up in that world flinches. Yeah. They're like, oh, and he's like, oh, my bad, my bad. You know who. Yeah. And, again, it's it's kind of telling to me that grown wizards are afraid to say his name. Like, that's that's bad. Just wanted to point that out because it happens again here. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, those two things seem separate. But it's like, well, why were they why were they messing with muggles? Well, because that's what Death Eaters did. They did it just for fun. That's what pureblood wizards do. Yes. And it's not a far cry to say that if you're a pureblood in this current time in the Harry Potter universe, that you're related in some way to the Death Eaters. Yes. Whether it's a family member of yours is in the Death Eaters, whether you are a part of the Death Eaters, whether you... In the background, support them in some way. Like, it's not wrong to say that. If you have that, that. Pl- pure blood mania, mm-hmm. that pure blood mentality where everybody else is inferior if mm-hmm. they're not pure blood, then you're probably involved. In some, in way. some way, yeah. Yes. So, finally, they all go back to bed. Um, and Harry, his head is just buzzing with what just happened. All the events and everything he's seen. Right. So, you have to remember that even though they're separate... The conjuring of the dark mark is intrinsically tied to the Death Eaters. Is intrinsically tied to the Death Eaters. And remember that a lot of the Death Eaters that are probably available right now, they they turn their backs on other Death Eaters. They mm. ratted out other Death Eaters. They disavowed their connection to So they're Voldemort. probably just as scared of seeing the mark as normal people are. Yes, because they don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. Does it mean that Voldemort is back? Or does it mean that somebody is trying to be like, I see you, you, fit, you posers, I'm going to get you? Or what? What does it mean? It could very well also have been a signal to disperse. So no one yes. is really sure of what... They have to do with each other. Yes. They could be tied together or they could be separate, but no one really knows. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that Harry does know is that three days ago, he woke up from his scar burning. Mm -hmm. And now this happened. More signs of Voldemort. Yes. He thought of the letter he had written to Sirius before leaving Privet Drive. Would Sirius have gotten it yet? When would he reply? Harry lay looking up at the canvas... 
but not flying fan but, no. but no flying fantasies came to him now to ease him to sleep and it was a long time after charlie's snores filled the tent that harry finally dozed off yep i mean for real how can you fall asleep knowing that three days ago you woke up from a nightmare where voldemort was plotting to kill you and mm-hmm. had killed other people and now the Death Eaters are back? Yeah. It's kind of a big deal. Kind of, sort of, maybe. A big deal. True. What do you think? Um, I think that there has to be some kind of connection between the Dark Mark and the people, but it's probably not the connection we're expecting. Right. And, um, we don't know. Yeah. At this point, we don't know. Well, we know because we've obviously read Obviously, we know. But, but we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> um, obviously, the Malfoys are involved. I mean, even, come on. Let's not pretend. Let's not Let's not play the fool here. No, because why would Draco be there by himself? He'd want to be... His parents would want to make sure he's safe. Yes. So, but guess how he's safe? If they're not going to target him because his parents are involved. Boom. That's why he's so calm. There it is. So, yeah. Always look at the people who are calm in crazy situations. They're probably involved. True. I mean, it's it's a fact that um, in some cases, murderers like to contact the police to try and help them, quote unquote. To interject themselves into the investigation. Yep. In some way. Yes. Um, So, yeah, that's it. Um, The big thing is we see... How the wizarding world at large treats non-human magical beings. Yeah, like crap. Yep. Um, we see how... To the point where there's a, a law that non-magical... That magical non-wizard entities are not to be in possession of wands. Yeah. Um, we know that even though Voldemort disappeared 14 years ago, uh, the mar- his mark still in- instills absolute... 13 years ago. 13 years ago. Yes. He still instills absolute fear yeah. into everyone who sees it. Um, I think that's it. And that his name, 13 years later, still instills fear. I mean, in we everyone. knew that. Books yeah, books but ago. it's like. Every, every book it continues. It continues. Yeah. And the only people who say his name are still just Harry and Dumbledore. Just throwing it out there. And that's all we got this time. Um, we hope you enjoyed this. We enjoyed making it for you. Await our next owl. Bye. Bye. Are you gonna take a My nap butt now? hurts, dude. Frick. <laughs>